Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. There seems to be a lot of publicity today around the fact that there are so many of us who are feeling anxious and stressed and worrying. While I was thinking about this, I came across the quote by Abraham Lincoln that kind of put this in context. He says, the rules of living, don't worry, eat three square meals a day, say your prayers, Be courteous to your creditors. Keep your digestion good. Steer clear of biliousness. Exercise. Go slow and go easy. Maybe there are other things that your special case requires to make you happy. But my friend, these, I reckon, will give you a good life. I think what Lincoln is trying to tell us is that we should focus on what we can control and not on the things that we can't. In other words, maybe we should use the gift that God has given us. It reminds me of a story I once read. Bill met with his supervisor, Tom, for his weekly one-on-one. You seem troubled, observed Tom. You know that project that I've been working on? It just didn't work, and I couldn't get the results that I was after. Well, that happens sometimes, said Tom, shrugging his shoulders. But I worked so hard. I deserved a better outcome, Bill said with frustration. Tom sat in silence for a moment. Let me show you something, he said as he jumped to his feet and led his protege outside. See this dead tomato plant? Yes, what about it? I did everything right when I planted it. I watered it, I fertilized it, and made sure that there were no weeds around it, but it still died. So what does that have to do with anything, asked Bill indignantly. No matter how much you want to control the final outcome, you simply can't. All that you can do is control the controllables. Take responsibility for doing all that you can and leave the outcome up to God. The moral of this little story is played out many times per day in business and around the kitchen tables with families all around the world. In my experience, stress, anxiety, and worry are clear signs that one is focusing on the things you cannot control rather than on the things you can control. The trick, if you will, is to just let go. Let go the things that you are not in control of. Now that seems pretty simple, but certainly not easy. There is a medicine for anxiety, stress, and worry. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? 
And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 27. Jesus gives us the medicine, if you will, for stress, anxiety, and worry. And as we read those words, oftentimes, intellectually, we agree. But we also find that Jesus' words are often hard to live by. If we could only have the gift that Solomon was given. If you think about Solomon... In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Ask what you wish me to give you. And we find Solomon's prayer to God in 1 Kings chapter 3. We'll start with verses 6 through 9. Then Solomon said, You have shown great loving kindness to your servant David, my father according as he had walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of your people which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 6-9, 11-12 and 12. And if you jump over to 1 Kings 10 and 24, we see the outcome of this. All the earth was seeking the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. We actually do have the gift of that same wisdom. We just need to be willing to focus on what God has told us in his scriptures. For example, consider the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a word that means teacher or preacher. And most people, when they think of this book, remember verse 1 and 2 so very, very clear. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Another interpretation is futility of futilities. Futility of futilities, all is futile. But what about there is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good? This also I have seen that it is from the hand of God. Chapter 2 verse 24. Or how about chapter 3 verse 13? Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is the gift of God. Or consider... 
I have seen that nothing is better that the man should be happy in his activities, for that is his lot. For who will bring him to see what will occur after him? Chapter 3, verse 22. Here is what I have seen to be good and fitting, to eat, to drink, and enjoy oneself in all one's labors in which he toils under the sun during the few years of his life which God has given him, for this is his reward. Chapter 5, verse 18. Enjoy life with the women whom you love all the days of your fleeting life which he has given to you under the sun. For this is your reward in life, and in your toil in which you have labored under the sun. Chapter 9, verse 9. God, through Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, is telling us not to worry, to live life, to enjoy the gifts that God has given us. Now, it certainly is true that God gives different gifts, tasks, perhaps even objectives to different people. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Ephesians 4, 11-13 we are to accept the things we can't control and focus on those things which we can, like doing the will of God. By doing such, He will provide everything we need. Now notice I said need, not want. Paul talks to us about this as well in Philippians chapter 4. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12 and 19. I'm a firm believer that our minds are like supercomputers. And just as computers, garbage in also means garbage out. So here's a suggestion. Instead of watching the newscast full of despair and doom and gloom, or surfing the internet among all the negativity, why not pick up the good book and seek the wisdom God has provided? Don't have time? Don't know where to get started? Here's an easy plan of attack. The book of Proverbs contains 31 chapters. Why not read one chapter each day of the month. Think about the words that you've put into your supercomputer. The next time you find yourself stressed or worrying about the things you can't control, why not follow the advice of Abraham Lincoln and pray?
I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. Abraham Lincoln Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about. 